Welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hydric is the premier global provider of senior level executive search and leadership consulting services. Diversity and inclusion, leading through tumultuous times, and building thriving teams and organizations are among the core issues we talk with leaders about every day, including in our podcasts. Thank you for joining the conversation. Hello, I'm Marianne Yill, a principal in the Hydric and Struggles Johannesburg office and a member of the firm's financial services and corporate offices practices. In today's podcast, I'm speaking to Snei Magagula, Chief HR Officer at Tiger Brands, a leading fast-moving consumer foods company in South Africa. Prior to joining Tiger Brands, Snei held various HR leadership positions at Sassel and Shell. Snay, welcome and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you for the opportunity, Marian. It's an absolute pleasure to be engaging with you today and I really look forward to the conversation. Thank you. I think to, to kick off with a little bit of background, um, since joining Tiger Brands in 2018, the organization has been faced with many headwinds. Um, these, as examples, included the ongoing pandemic as well as recent riots in South Africa causing Tiger Brands massive losses. You also joined the business when it was recovering from a listeria crisis. Now, how have you been guiding the business and workforce through these challenging times? Yeah, it's been a very challenging uh, few years for Tiger Brands indeed. Uh, considering that it's a business that's been around for a um, hundred years uh, and it's, a, it's a, a business that is a part and parcel of the tapestry of South Africa and the continent. So I think there's lots of pressure always to be doing well, to be performing, to be part of building the country. So the fact that we have had these challenges has been very difficult, obviously, for the business. But I've been quite impressed with the way that uh, we've risen to the challenge. And I say we because I think there's a lot of collaboration and teamwork that's come to the fore as a result of the crises that we've had to resolve. You ask how have I been guiding the business, and I, I can't say I've done that individually. I think I joined a leadership team that really was very clear that it didn't want to waste a crisis, first of all, having just come out of that reputational crisis um, in 2018. The business was looking to renew itself, and therefore the strategy, the business strategy was being reviewed, and the growth agenda, particularly from an innovation perspective, was very much top of mind for the whole business. And therefore, when you review a business strategy, it goes without saying that you need the people, the leaders and the culture to support that. And that's exactly what the leadership team and I, uh, as well as other leaders across the organization sets about doing. We defined a very simple people strategy that looked at three things mainly, which was about talent, uh, and that was about getting in capability, but also building capability from within the organization, which is really why we talk a lot about growing our own timber. 
It was about building leadership capability as well for leaders to create the conditions for the people that we were developing to thrive and to perform and to grow in the organization. And then it was really about creating a great place to work that would almost invite people to bring their best game to how they performed, how they grew the business, how they innovated. So our people's strategy is as simple as that. It's talent, leadership, and great place to work. Uh, And it's been brought into by the whole business. And our leaders take accountability for driving it, whether they are sourcing talent, ensuring that their teams are diverse, whether they're developing themselves as leaders, or whether they're creating the conditions for our people to perform, succeed, innovate, and grow. On a more personal note, Snay, what would you say were the lessons learned from each crisis that helped you face the next one? Because they just kept on coming. Yeah, I I think, as they say, when it rains, it pours, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think the first lesson is what I've already mentioned, don't waste a crisis. So, Uh, And what that means is take the opportunity to rejig and to reshape your business and to change direction if the lesson learned from the crisis is that perhaps you were headed in not such a great direction. The business, in a sense, is in a a road uh, to renewal. Uh, of its purpose. Uh, We nourish and nurture more lives every day is our purpose. And I think through the crisis we've had, all of us have kind of rallied around the true meaning of that purpose and how do we collaborate and work together to ensure that we, in everything that we do, we bring that purpose to life, but also we use it to liberate uh, greater performance across our teams. The other one has been incredibly around collaboration. So Tiger, as you know, grew through acquisition. So we have a lot of different businesses that had different ways of doing things when we bought them. um, And we didn't really create always consistently a one way of doing things. And in the last few years, it's been a big focus for us to create those guardrails about what does a one tiger organization look and feel like? How do we do things around here? And of course, our culture has been a a big part of that in terms of creating that one way of interfacing and collaborating with each other, as well as partnering with stakeholders, whether it's internally in the organization or outside the organization. But the one thing I think that it really has also taught us is this importance of consumer obsession, which is really about focusing our minds and all our resources and everything that we have on really truly understanding the consumer intimately to the point where we anticipate their needs um, before they even know they have them so that we can innovate and start to grow this business and almost create our own longevity and sustainability by innovating uh, and, and I suppose outpacing our competitors. 
Snay, as an HR leader, I'm sure you would agree that, that people are your most valuable resource. Now, throughout all of these difficulties that we have spoken about, how have you kept the staff morale up um, during these times? I think we've been very good with respect to keeping everyone connected, even if some of our people have had to work from other locations, from home, uh, remotely, uh, etc. We've kept the lines of uh, communication and engagement very open, and a lot of it has been about our strategy, our future, how do we how do we drive the execution of that strategy to ensure that our future is indeed sustainable. Lots of conversation about how do we grow by focusing on meeting the needs of the consumer, as I said. But of course, in order to meet the needs of the consumer, your people have to be happy and experience uh, your environment as one that inspires them, lets them bring their A game, and, and really lets them innovate. And those are the things that we've really focused on. One of the things that we've also done very well is really upping our game uh, with respect to employee well-being. As people have worked from home, gotten used to working remotely, we've really supported them not only physically, but uh, from a a physical well-being perspective, but also from a mental health perspective. So in addition to our normal well-being program, which we call Thrive, we've had to augment all of those things with some of this additional support so that the conversations about stress uh, and mental health and, and anxiety and depression are not hidden, but are had openly. Snow, you mentioned earlier that Tiger Brand celebrated its 100-year anniversary this year, which is a massive achievement. Please take us through the culture transformation journey that you have been driving and why you would say it is so important to the business. So it's true that our culture has evolved over many years. Um, and, and as I said, we're a company that's grown through acquisition. So it didn't mean necessarily that we had one culture. Previously, we managed the organization uh, as well as the different uh, businesses quite independently. So we had quite a federal system. And it's only around 2017 that we started talking about creating this one tiger organization with one way of doing things and one set of values. So when I got here in 2018, we started talking about, in support of our new strategy, what is that culture that we needed in order to ensure that we not only performed in the business of today, but we created uh, a future business that was robust, sustainable and growing. And and so we started a process of defining a set of values. Initially, it was about refreshing our values, but we ended up with a new set of values just based on some of the feedback that we'd received from uh, some of our sites. So employee feedback uh, through engagement sessions that we'd had, that went into a conversation at at the EXCO uh, level. Um, So we defined 
five values, um, very roughly. Then we took that initial rough picture to a group of about 80 leaders in the organization. So we all got into a big room for a full day and had a facilitated conversation to really narrow down what are those things that are really critical to how we behave and how we do business as Tiger Brands going into the future. So we defined the five values which are about care and respect, passion and excellence, safety and quality, diversity and inclusivity, as well as integrity and accountability. And those became the anchors in a sense in, in terms of what we wanted people who interacted with every single tiger to experience. And those things defined how we show up. Then we had a conversation and only in that big conversation with the 80 leaders, uh, some people felt that we needed to define something else that would really define how we showed up, each one of us. So we defined winning behaviors that would bring the values to life. Um, and those were consumer obsession, which I've already spoken to, teamwork, empowered accountability, focused execution. So in a sense, we defined what our true north was, which was our values, and then we defined how we would bring those to life. Then we went into conversations in each natural team uh, that we called Heart of the Tiger Dialogues, where each team for the year 2019, financial year 2019, they defined what their business priorities were, which we called must-win battles. And together with the must-win battles, they defined how they were going to bring our values and winning behaviors to life in how they delivered those must-win battles. So each team came out with a pledge that said, this is how we are going to treat each other. This is how we're going to behave to our, with our customers, with our stakeholders based on our, on our values and winning behaviors, but these are the things that we are going to deliver to drive performance and growth in the business. And the culture, in a sense, is an enabler for that. And more recently, we've gotten into um, a Voice of Tiger survey, which is our engagement and employee experience survey to start measuring whether we are actually living up to these uh, values and winning behaviors. And we've been enabling our leaders through a program that we call Game Changer to actually create the conditions for people to leave these values and, and uh, winning behaviors. Um, and, and it's about our leaders really transitioning from a very command and control style that we used to have in the organization over the years, and I think it's a style that's quite prevalent uh, in our country, to a more inspiring and engaging style, uh, which we call multiplying, uh, which means that you really get the best uh, intelligence out of your team. So what does it mean in the Tiger Brands world to foster diversity, equity and inclusion, which you have mentioned before is at the core of your HR strategy, but I also know very close to your heart? So it's close to my heart. It's in our people's strategy. So the talent leg um, 
of our people strategy, which I mentioned earlier. If I define it, it's about building a diverse talent base and core capabilities to deliver on our growth strategy. But over and above that, it's also part of our values. So one of our values is, is the fact that we embrace diversity and inclusivity as a company. But fundamentally, the people who buy our products uh, out there are very diverse and it's mainly women. So when you innovate as an organization, you, you have to have the consumer in mind. And if we do not have the critical mass of the diversity, whether it's racial diversity, gender diversity, generational uh, diversity, people with disabilities in the organization, we are likely to miss certain insights about the consumers that we have out there. And the chances are if we miss those insights, then we don't get our innovation right, and therefore that affects our performance uh, from a business perspective. So, so it is so critical in my view to have an organization that is not only diverse from a demographics perspective, but an organization that is also diverse in its mindset because the, if you are diverse and inclusive as an organization, you create a sense of belonging for all your people. Now, Snay, you have throughout your career worked with many executives with diverse backgrounds and personalities. So in your view, what makes a successful CEO-CHRO relationship? That's a tough question. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I think they have to buy into the same vision as the start, uh, same vision for the organization same uh, commitment to the purpose of the organization. Because I think the reason why I've really stayed at Tiger and ha have been inspired to continue to make the changes and make the bold moves that we've, we've made from a people agenda perspective is because there was quite a big connection between um, both the CEOs that we've had and I in terms of the people agenda driving the business agenda. So you can have the best assets, you can have the best brands, but if you don't have the people uh, and the right capability and the right culture to execute that strategy and to continue to innovate, then you're dead in the water. And I think mm. at Tiger, there's such a big understanding of the fact that our competitive advantage sits with our brands and our people. Um, so I think there has to be that common commitment to the organization's purpose and, and, and strategy. And I think there needs to be a very open but respectful uh, relationship. So I, I'm able to, to be in my role and, and uh, operate in my role because I know I can be very open and honest and robust with my CEO about things that are not going the way that they should, about behavior that I notice of uh, himself and other leaders in the organization that is not supporting the agenda. At the same time, I can be open about things that are really going well. 
Um, so I think there needs to be that chemistry and that open and respectful uh, relationship where I am respected as well for what I bring from an expertise perspective, from a, an insights perspective, and my voice really matters. So I'm not just a people executive, but I'm actually a business leader in the leadership team, and I am respected for that. Um, I think from a, an HR executive perspective or a CHRO perspective, you also need to be quite confident in your own knowledge of the business. So I spend a lot of time uh, going to our sites and understanding what they do and spending time with people and talking to them. Uh, so I don't only speak to leaders, but I talk to an operator. And so, so I have quite intimate uh, understanding of our people. And I, I have a genuine respect for uh, tigers as, a, as very resilient, very innovative uh, people who have grit and really have a lot of passion and pride for the organization. So as a, as a, as a CHRO, I think one also has to have very intimate understanding of what the business is about and how the business makes money, but also what makes the business tick. Now, you mentioned when we spoke previously that Tiger Brands is adopting a hybrid working model. What does this mean in the Tiger Brands world going forward? What we've seen over the last uh, 18 months or so is that people have worked remotely and they've never worked harder and they've never been uh, more productive. So I think we've learned some lessons from that. So recently we reviewed our flexible working uh, practices um, and we have allowed for more of a hybrid model. So some people may decide going forward, uh, even uh, post all the lockdowns and so on, that they want to work part of their time in the office and part of their time at home. Some people might decide to work more from home or from another site that might be closer to where they need to be. Uh, so we've created some very uh, clear guidelines based on benchmarking, based on some of our learnings, which means that not everybody has to be at Tiger One, which is what we call our, our head office or our, our office building in order to produce their work. They can do it anywhere. Obviously, it gets harder for people who work um, in a plant on a particular line. So we've had to make sure that those people stay safe even if they continue to work on those lines and um, at those sites. But for people in the offices, certainly we know that we will be a much more hybrid workplace going forward. Now, Snay, the million-dollar question. What does it take to be a successful CHRO in the rapidly changing world we live in today? I think you you have to have... I suppose a, a higher purpose, and I know that sounds a little bit too philosophical, about w what is the difference you need to make in the organization in order to ensure that it continues to perform, thrive, uh, and grow? And how do you deliver that through the people agenda? So for me, my purpose is about igniting people 
teams and organizations' potential. And, and uh, it's about ensuring that all of that works together to create organizational success. I think that's what I've always kept in mind. And that's what really inspires me to continue to do the work that I do. And with that, you always have to have an open and flexible mindset and always be looking outside the organization in terms of what's changing, how do you adjust the organization, how do you see some of the upcoming challenges before they even reach the organization so that the organization is prepared to meet them head on. So I suppose you become the, the eyes and ears to the outside world. Um, for the organization, but very quickly translate that into solutions that are fit for purpose for the organization and continue to drive business performance uh, or change. I think you do need to have a lot of grit. And when I talk about grit, it's about that resilience and the ability to bounce back because I think HR professionals and leaders have been really challenged um, in the last two years to step into a, a big leadership role in terms of the changing conditions, people dealing with grief, people dealing with loss, people dealing with anxiety. And you need to have agility, right? Which is, which is about a moving really with speed in terms of changing things, but also executing and getting things right and failing fast and failing forward in terms of if you try something, it doesn't work, then, you know, try something else. And I guess the last one is you you need to bring the humanity uh, back into, into the business. You really do need leaders to almost rise above the fray and bring their heart and their and and the human part of leading to the fore, support people, be empathetic. And and I guess as the CHRO, you need, you need to be the, the conscience uh, of the business from that respect. Snay, in closing, what is the most important way Tiger Brands is building on the lessons of 2020? If there's one highlight that you would like to mention... It's probably this need to be agile and innovative as an FMCG company because in the last year, the consumer needs have changed so rapidly and consumer spending patterns have changed so rapidly. Um, And we need an organization that's alive to that uh, constantly and, and an organization that's always thinking on its feet in terms of how to be agile and innovative in responding to those trends as they happen. Um, and being consumer obsessed and being in the face of the consumer and bringing the solutions and products forward that are keeping, um, I suppose, up to date with all the rapidly changing things in our environment. Snay, now thank you so much for making the time to speak with us today and for sharing your experiences and your pearls of wisdom. It's been an absolute pleasure spending this time with you. 
Thank you, Marion. I really um, appreciate the opportunity. It's been great chatting to you. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.